You have found us, the number one podcast for you, who, you, who get up every day and get after it, bringing fitness to those around you, sometimes, whether you realize it or not. Kim, we do some amazing things in this podcast. Mm -hmm. What do we do? Well, we talk about uh, and shed some light on some super duper important things. Yep, we do important things. And also... Mm -hmm. Some not so important things. Yeah, and we get some not so important things going. But this is all about bringing fitness full circle. Physical fitness, wealth fitness, risk fitness, emotional fitness, spiritual fitness, all the ways that we all keep people fit in our everyday. So let's get started on this. Absolutely. In today's podcast, we talk about three years of testing and thousands of miles. It is here, ladies your $8.5 million hyper car. And here's the great news. There is one more left. We're going to talk about that here in a second. And you can't have summer without the 4th of July. And you shouldn't have 4th of July without watermelon. And I'll tell you why. We got the pop culture pop quiz and special guest, Mickey Peak, the executive director for Business Networking International, otherwise known as BNI, telling us how she keeps people fit in their business through networking and tips and tricks you can use to help keep your own business fit. Love it. Super excited. Hey, Brett, let's say that you've wanted to get involved in your community, but you didn't know where to start. Maybe you wanted to help create street and school outreach, and maybe you wanted to help provide job training, shelter, meals, and even clothing. Um, or mentorship to the, to the less fortunate youth. And How would you do that? Well, I know that I can do all that with an organization that's been creating opportunities for youth to thrive since 1997, just by simply buying a cup of coffee from them. That's but, right. You nailed it. Exactly. But here's Yay. also the great thing about Coffee Oasis is that if you are not a coffee drinker, but you still want to be involved, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to process that not a coffee drinker thing. But anyway, if you still want to be involved, Coffee Oasis is looking for sponsors and donors for their ninth annual Hope Gala on October 15th. So to participate in this, if you want to do that and you didn't want to buy a cup of coffee, go to coffeeoasis.com or click on the link in the description below. I love it. I yeah. love it. And another thing I'll throw out there, even if you're not a coffee drinker yourself, um, because we have Vicky Peak on here today, and a bunch of business owners may be watching this at some point. Uh, one fantastic idea would be to buy a bag of coffee from Coffeeo and deliver it to your favorite uh, partner. So somebody that has another office, maybe it's a, a lender or a realtor's office or, you know, the local, I don't know, hair salon, but just deliver coffee to those other businesses that you love out there. Absolutely. And whether you buy a cup of coffee, whether you buy a bag for, for your friendly neighbor, uh, sponsor, or even attend the gala, let them know that you are fitness full circle family. That gets you some street cred. Yeah, there's no discount for that, but they'll give you, they'll give yeah. you some, some street credit there. Because, uh, you know, Brett, where you, where you get your coffee may not mean much to you, but it means everything to them. That's true. So go to their business and what do we do? Buy, buy some, some coffee. coffee. <laughs> that's right so listener comments kim we went through listener comments um we're i'm, I'm concerned right now i think that possibly oh. our software might be uh, too good 
and editing it out all the comments because we haven't got any. So do me a favor, listeners, seven and a half of you, drop us a comment on any one of the platforms at all because we just want to make sure that it's working. Did you say seven and a half? Didn't we start at like 11? We've gone down. Um, (laughs) It's the summer months. Something's wrong. People are, no. on vac- people are on vacation. Let me let me incentivize you a little further here. If you would be so kind as to leave us a comment, we will enter you into a drawing. And in that drawing, you could win a fitness full circle t-shirt. That's right. It's coming straight from Latvia, right? Is that where it's still, going? Still coming from Latvia. When that order comes in, you're going to be hot on that list to receive one. And I'm telling you, there's not a ton of comments right now. So you have a really good shot to win that. So uh, I would highly recommend you drop us a comment. Make sure that our software is, in fact, still working. (laughs) So get after it. I would love to chat about things, Brett, that are not so important. Yeah, and this is it. This is it. Three years of testing and thousands of miles of perfecting the 110-year anniversary Bugatti Cento Dieche supercar is here. According to the Rob report, sports cars, there's cars, there's sports cars, there's supercars, and then there's hypercars, hypercars, and the Bugatti Cento Dieche is that car. The Cento Dieche, you know what that actually means? I can't even fathom how it's spelled, so no. 110, it means 110, very creative. It sounds so much sexier, Cento Dieche, than the Bugatti 110, but uh, anyway... This thing, this is gonna, this is gonna amaze you. Gonna bore you. It's, it's four liters, sixteen hundred horsepower, zero to sixty, two point four seconds, and two hundred forty mile per hour. It could probably go faster, but there's an electronic limiter on the on the speedometer, so you can't go that fast. List price eight point five million, and you're saying to yourself, self. 1600 horsepower what that what's that like well it's like driving eight toyota camrys or four (laughs) camaro ss's right well i'm just confused let's say you let's say that you do have the spare change around to spend that kind of coin on a vehicle where are you even allowed to drive it, California? I can't figure out where you can just drive that so fast. I don't know. And so what kind of, I, I'm always looking at things to say, how does this, how does, how can a personal trainer benefit from knowing this? And I was like, I can't, but I have a lady from Acre Insurance Group in this podcast right now. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that because it's nine out of 10 of these cars are gone, but there's still one left. Still one left. Write this down, ladies. The, on the Dutch marketplace, uh, on a, like a Dutch eBay, there's still, there's still one available. Um, it's, it's, it is, you're going to have to pay over sticker, about five mil over sticker. You can get it for $13 million. So, but when I got to thinking about that, I was like, Kim, you know what? Liability insurance isn't going to cover this thing. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna need we're gonna need a we're gonna need a policy do you do you yeah do you, i guess there's gonna be an actual cash value conversation about that vehicle huh um, yeah because I'm, I'm kind of wondering if there's gonna be like gap if there's gonna be any gap, if there's gonna be like a gap in there or well, i mean if you're, if you're the type of person to buy this vehicle hopefully you don't need the gap hopefully you don't need to finance it 
so much as to uh, to do that. I'm just thinking about even just the atrocious, like if you to insure a vehicle of that value and that rarity, I don't know if you'd you'd be hard pressed to find a a place to to do that. I mean, I would love to try. I just have a feeling it could pay off my mortgage for the year just to insure yeah. that car. So, I don't know. so um, in the, the seven and a half or 11 and a half, it's been a while since I've looked. So it, it may be one of these 11 and a half listeners um, is a, a hypercar enthusiast. Can I yeah. refer them to you for, for that? Okay. Oh, please, please. In <laughs> fact, uh, it's a joy for me to compare your current auto with your, uh, your new vehicle. So if you're planning to buy a vehicle, oftentimes you, you know, the VIN numbers listed on the dealership site or, or whatnot, uh, I'm a great resource for my clients to, you know, to take a look at what, what that would cost you. Cause people don't understand that different vehicles um, will be different prices. There's a hundred set or maybe even thousand different factors that go into each vehicle and rating for each person. And so um, people switch from a 2006 Hyundai to a 2017, I don't know, BMW. And they're, they're shocked that the price would change on their insurance. And it's like, well, you have to, consider the fact that there's risk safety and different things like that that go into different um, in facets of it. So all that to say, Brett, yes, if someone wants to take a look at insuring a hydro vehicle or any vehicle, I'm happy to help. Perfect. Good. Uh, hydro hyper. Hyper vehicle. Oh. Yeah, this, this one. Yeah, do not drive this one into the water. No, not unless go in the you water. have. Full, yeah, not unless you have full coverage for, insurance, please. I'm sorry for 8.5 million dollars and or 13 million for the overpriced sticker option. I would say it better go into water. Yeah. As well. well, the cool the cool thing about you know speaking of water is the car only comes in blue. You don't have a choice of colors. You can only get Bugatti blue. So. Really? Yeah. yeah just so you know. Yeah. For sure. The, the only thing that's more amazing than that is nine of these things have already been sold. Somebody's buying $9 million cars. I guess I'm just more simple than that. I guess give me the, you know, $30,000 MSRP where I can choose whatever color I want, whatever fixtures I want. I don't want some 9 million. Like you could, must have this blue color. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm not a big change I'm person out. myself. I don't really like change. That's why I'm still driving a, a 20 year old uh, Chevy Tahoe. So, because I fear hey, change. Are great. I fear change. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Summer is here. I know those of us in Western Washington, it might not feel like it. I think I heard that we have had like five days over 70 degrees this year. But anyway, summer is here, and so is the 4th of July and the 4th of July picnics, sweet treats you can have during summer without wrecking your beach body. I got it here. As a personal trainer, I'm, uh, I'm always willing to help people out as well as judge people while I'm at these parties um, on, on their intake. <laughs> but but what, I, what I wanted to talk about is watermelon. Watermelon. Watermelon, is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? We don't know, depending upon how you, who you ask. Um, watermelon is common relationship to the cucumber, the squash, and the pumpkin, which kind of makes it a vegetable. But then we all know it's delicious mm. like a fruit. So um, it's got to be a fruit. There's just, it's got seeds. Isn't that the rule to make it into a fruit? Well, well, like by, even a tomato. By definition, by definition, by definition of what constitutes a vegetable, it's also vegetable as well. So, you know, we're going to combine some fruits and vegetables here. Right. But 
Here's the cool thing about watermelon, everybody. It's low in calories and it's low in sugar. So a cup of this is only 50 calories. In the 50 mm. calories, you got vitamin C, you got vitamin A. Well, everyone knows what vitamin C is good for, right? But you got vitamin A, which is good for your skin and for your eyes. It's got vitamin B6, which, you know, let's nerd out real quick. It helps break down the proteins, um, boost immunity, and also nerve function. Got potassium, aiding in, reg in regulating your blood pressure. And this great thing called lycopene, which is what makes it red, but it's also been shown to decrease cancers. Wow. I know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to put this watermelon in your, in your 4th of July picnic, right? Well, and watermelon is delicious, like you said. It's good for everything. Uh, but it reminds me of a story, Brett. The only 5K I've ever done, because um, as you know, Brett, I don't like to run. But oh, the that, only that, makes, that makes three of us. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure all three of us would raise our hand to that one. <laughs> but I, I was uh, invited and kind of forced into this uh, 5K at one point in my life, and at the very end of it, the incentive was when you know it was a kind of a, it was kind of a Fourth of July, 5K almost. It was like that same week or something. Or no, must have been Cinco de Mayo. Because either way, at the very end of it, you got watermelon margaritas. I think they're watermelon jalapeno margaritas. But now I'm curious, Brett, what are the, you know, add some metabolism burning jalapeno and some tequila in there to kill what ails you. I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty healthy drink. Yeah. It's a watermelon. I did not see um, this conversation going this direction, but I love it. I love it because <laughs> on hot summer days, like, or after finishing a 5K, you need to replenish yourself with water. And... Maybe not tequila or vodka, but 90% of 90% of watermelon is water and something people don't consume enough of. So you can also get your sweet treat, you get all these vitamins, all these, all these minerals, and you get your water in there too. Americans don't eat enough fruits and vegetables in their daily nutrition intake. And this is a fruit and a vegetable. But here's what I'm gonna say: like everything, moderation. If you want to take down a half a watermelon, it's still 700 calories. 700 calories is 700 calories. And so everything is okay in moderation. The other thing too is that I, that I didn't know, that I didn't know when I was looking this up about, about options for healthy 4th of July food, is that watermelon rinds and seeds are good for you as well. And no, if you swallow watermelon seed, it will not grow in your belly. Kim has not been swallowing watermelon seeds. That's not what's, that's not what's <laughs> happened. That's not what's <laughs> happened there. So, uh, well, I guess yeah. For our listeners uh, watching this, because uh, he's saying that not because he's being mean or picking on me, but because I'm pregnant, six months pregnant. So. <laughs> it's correct. not a watermelon in there. <laughs> he's not being just a really mean health coach right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clarifying that, because in, in case one of the eleven and a half doesn't know, doesn't know me. Poor girl. <laughs> he's so mean to her. Listening. Yeah, he's always so mean to her. So to sum it up, folks, you're gonna have your you're gonna have your burgers, you're gonna have your hot dogs. I get it. Um, but if you want to add some sweet treats and not be not uh, wreck that beach body that you've been working on all summer, um, watermelon's not a bad choice. Yeah. Even if it's a margarita of vodka, I suppose. But again, moderation. <laughs> We're about time to 
introduce her yet? No, or we got to do, uh, we got to do a uh, pop culture pop quiz. Okay. See, we, we make our guests sit through all of our banter for, you know, 20 minutes and it'll <laughs> be funny. Well, because we, we, we want to put on display that nothing you say will be as dumb as what we've already said. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's, like, Mickey's, like, Mickey's like, what the hell and did I get myself into? you can chime in at any point, by the way. <laughs> so anybody who has watched even one of our episodes know that we make our guests earn their time. Mm. So we are up against the pop culture pop quiz. This, Mickey, is where you are faced off against Kim Aker, the pop culture queen. I'm going to ask you a series of questions that she has not been privy to at all, and you guys are going to duke it out for supremacy. But, Mickey, also recognize this. In order to move on to the port, the whole reason why you came here, you've got to get at least second or better in this competition. Are you willing to participate? Absolutely. I Absolutely. think I can get second. Okay. <laughs> So what we're going to talk about are celebrity occupations before they were celebrities. And so I'm going to ask um, each of you and whoever comes up with the right answer will be the winner. And then I will, we will move through each of the uh, celebrities here. So we'll, so we'll start with some easy ones. Steve Buscemi. I don't know who that is. I know. I was like, who is Steve Buscemi? <laughs> uh... He's in a lot of the Adam Sandler films. He's, oh, uh, okay. Some of that odd I'll, character in the Adam Sandler films. Okay, I'll go with waiter. I have no idea. Excellent. I don't think I've ever watched an Adam well, Sandler Steve, film. Steve Buscemi started in New York as a New York City firefighter. One of the really cool things about Steve Buscemi, and you would, if you saw him, you'd be like, that guy was a firefighter. But it, but one of the really cool things about him is he. Um, he took a temporary uh, uh, leave of absence from acting in order to help out the New York City firefighters after 9-11. That's really so, cool. That was really cool. I think I do know who you're talking about, by the way. Yeah. And after you said Adam Sandler movies, I was like, oh, I think I, I know that, that goofy character. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, next one up is Rihanna. Rihanna. Evidently, I don't know that one. But that per <laughs> the person with the name either Rihanna or Rihanna, one of the two. Before she was a singer? Before she was a singer. A waitress. I'm going to go with a uh, realtor. Nope. She was an army cadet. What? Ooh, yeah. You wouldn't have thought that, huh? No. Okay. Now we're going gonna go to we're gonna go into some heartthrobs here. So you guys will know who these people are, right? Hugh Jackman. Everybody knows who Hugh Jackman mm. was. What was Hugh Jackman before, before he was a Wolverine or Wolfman or... Hugh Jackman. I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, athlete of some sort. No, you were close. He was an elementary school PE teacher. <laughs> really? Really. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine all of the parents coming to that open house like, night can, and that school being like, can I get my kid in that class? That's the class I want to be in right there. Yeah. Best attended <laughs> back to school nights ever. Yeah. Yeah. If, I need if, to have a conference with Mr. Jackman. Yeah. Talking about my, my child. If my kid isn't doing well in PE, you contact me personally. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it over coffee. Oh man. Yes. Okay. Um, Bradley Cooper. 
I don't know. He was a doorman for the now obsolete Morgan Hotel in New York. He just opened the doors. Wow. Yeah. Is that okay. how he was discovered? I'm not sure. That's a great, great, uh, great idea, though. Interesting one here. Tom Hanks. Cutco knife salesperson. Super close. He was a <laughs> peanut vendor for the Oakland A's in the Oakland Coliseum. Oh wow! I know it's crazy, right? You guys are you guys are killing this. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're tied. <laughs> you guys are tied. You guys are tied. Mickey, your chances looking really good. Rachel McAdams. Mm, I love her. So she was discovered fairly young still, probably in her early 20s. She did Mean Girls, and she had to play a 16-year-old, so she probably more like 20 years old at that point already. Yep. Um, so I will go uh, waitress, financer. You know what? I'm not going to take waitress because I don't think you can consider McDonald's really waitressing. So <laughs> she worked at McDonald's, which is probably how she developed her 16-year-old character from Mean Girls. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, I respect we're, that. We're, ru we're running low on, on people here. Cheryl Crow. Realtor? Waitress. We'll just keep going with those. <laughs> At one point, one was going to be right. Um, exactly. She was a music teacher for an elementary school as well. Yeah. Okay. She started as a music teacher, which seems a little more fitting sense. than, you know, maybe McDonald's for, Ra for Rachel McAdams. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Last one. Thank God. Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. Waitress. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Jennifer, um, oh man, I should, you know, for how obsessed I was am with friends and, and her her career. It's sad that I don't know anything about what she was, but her she was I do know that they were looking at uh, her for Monica and, Mon and Courtney Cox for Rachel. That doesn't help me here. No, no. Um, I will just go with model. No, she was a telemarketer for timeshares in the Poconos, which she <laughs> wow. effectively sold zero because she right. did not. She did not like calling people at dinner time. Yeah, I don't think nobody likes does. cold calls. Yeah, little little friends <laughs> trivia no. for you. Oh, well, man, the tide. Well, here we are. Yeah. We have got a fitness full soaker first. We hit a zero to zero. We have a tie. Usually we've tied in other ways, but this is the first time we've tied at zeros. We have effectively as many right answers as we have customer. Uh, we have we have effectively as many right answers as we have listener comments. Zero. <laughs> zero. So, okay. So that means, Mickey that you either got first place or second place you guys because you guys tied you get to choose which which place you got and then you get to move on to the next round well i'll take first place then deal excellent <laughs> so right. kim be because second. she's first place let's i'm gonna make you do her bio oh perfect i would be honored to introduce our friend mickey so Nikki Peek is here with us today. Um, she is the executive director and franchise owner of BNI Pacific Northwest. 
Fun fact is that you've actually been an entrepreneur for over 21 years. You do have two kids, Samantha, age 21, and Jonathan is age 16, right? Correct. Uh, you grew up in California and went to the Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo? <laughs> San Luis Obispo? I can't, <laughs> I can't say it. To study aer aeronautical engineering. Yeah. Super intimidating and impressive, by the way. Um, and then you transferred to Sacramento State to study licensed clinical social work. Um, that, about that time, you met and married a sailor, which led to some traveling around, and you ended up landing shortly in Connecticut, where you attended uh, CSU, and uh, you finally came to join us here in the Pacific Northwest about 22 years ago, right before you um, took on entrepreneurism. And uh, in your spare time, our, our guest here likes gardening, card games. By the way, Mickey, I love card games, so we should probably plan a card night. Sure. Um, Listening to music and reading, uh, super skilled at asking really hard questions. Uh, you are really good at that. Um, and she loves to inspire people who inspire people. And that could not be more true about this amazing woman who's joined us today. So please uh, give me a warm welcome for our guest, Miss Mickey Peak. Yay, Mickey. Great job. Well, we are so appreciative to have you. We've been wanting to get you on for a long time. You're a very busy lady. Um, so the fact that you're taking some time to talk to us, we are by far indebted. So Mickey, we love what you do. Kim and I, we both. Um, let our listeners know what you do. You know, what's your role in helping keep people fit? Because you just don't keep regular people fit. You keep business owners, entrepreneurs, business operators fit. How do you do it? I love having conversations with entrepreneurs, whether they're part of my organization or not. There's a lot of myth and misunderstanding as to what networking really is. And, um, and I love talking to people, educating on what networking is, what it isn't, and why it's only a piece of your total marketing plan. Uh, marketing is kind of a full circle within the circle of all the marketing things you can do in your business. There's a lot of facets to networking. Uh, there's a lot of facets to networking, um, but it, it shouldn't be necessarily the only thing someone does, but I'm not an expert in the other things. I am uh, passionate about the networking. That's what I've educated myself on over 20 years because um, people kind of look at me funny when I say there's an art and a science to networking. There is a lot to it. It's an, it's an artistic thing. It's a skill set. Um, and it is, there's some science behind it that, um, that I just really enjoy talking about. And I love just kind of blowing people's minds, talking about all these, ex these facets to it, because my mind was blown. You know, I used to attend networking events, and I thought they were places you went to sell to people, and, um, which is why I sucked at it. But it is also was a great learning experience that I share uh, with some embarrassment to say, this is not what networking is. Networking is about building relationships, building a support system, building an inner circle of people that can um, and want to support your business because you're reciprocating and you're doing the same for them. So that's where, that's like step one is just kind of talking and coming up with some common language around that. That's fantastic. And, Love it. you know, I, and I think networking sometimes gets uh, kind of a bad rap. 
you know, I think networking kind of gets this, 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 um, this strange aura about it, that it's kind of, um, uncomfortable and kind of just, um, I don't dirty for a lack of a better phrase, but, but, you know, like you, like you touched on, it's about, it's about building relationships. Um, and so, so I think that's, that part's fantastic. What, let's just say, you know, we have somebody that says, you know, I don't, I, I'm self-made. I don't need a network. I, I, you know, I have all the business that I need. Um, you know, networking maybe isn't for me. What is that? Th that could be a dangerous strategy, couldn't that? Uh, absolutely. And I couldn't disagree more because I think as um, if you're responsible and you care about your community and you care about your business community, it's not just about what you get out of networking, but what you can give. And there are hundreds of entrepreneurs that are out there and they don't mm -hmm. know what to do and they don't know how to do it right. And so maybe you do have everything that you want right now, but you should be bringing in the next generation of business owners and teaching them and showing them how you did it. It might not fit exactly mm -hmm. what they do or what they want to do, but they need a place to start. They need someone to talk to and to brainstorm with to figure it out. So if you're not getting anything out of it, then think of it as a way to give back to the business community that supported you in business and helped you get to where you are. I think that's great. That, that's, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I know that BNI has been super important for, for my business since I've joined. Um, I know Brett can say the same um, as we've started out as as new entrepreneurs um, for, you know, for ourselves in our own industries. Um, so what would you say to the other new business owners out there um, of just some simple ways um, they could they'd start thinking about now to keep themselves fit as they move into networking for the first time? maybe ever um start simple but start with something and when you're opening when you're starting a new business you don't have a budget to play with so you want to be very strategic and you're not looking for the cheap the cheapest isn't going to get you more results than something you're investing more money in um mm -hmm. because if if you go to a free networking event free networking group you could attend a dozen of them and get absolutely nothing out of it, but your time is valuable. So you're losing money by attending, even though you're not paying anything to be there. And so something that does cost money um, may be a better place to put your money because some of those organizations, not all, you can track results that you get from, uh, from those events. And then you can, you can balance how much am I actually making with my time and, and the close of business for that referral and, um, you know, versus the, the cost mm -hmm. of putting into it. And if you join the right organizations, there's an entire support team that wants to support them. Uh, my organization would not succeed if people weren't being successful in their business. And I absolutely think all day long, how can I help someone make more business? That's all I want to do. I love helping people make more business. So you've got cheerleaders behind you when you join the right organization. Yeah. And I, I think that was really, that was really um, important for me. You know, when I, when I first heard you speak, uh, it was, it was exceedingly powerful. Um, and you talked about the idea that we all work together. If we, if all businesses work together, we all succeed. And I had come from a, a completely different structured uh, company where it was just about us and it was about dominating competition and then dominating competition. 
And that's, that was our entire focus. And, and, and just to listen, listen to you and talk about it's people helping people, you know, it's not, it's not networking. Like you're standing around passing around business cards and these handshake agreements that I'm going to do business with you. You're going to do business with me, but it's, it's about people helping people yeah. and bringing people together in these relationships, which is how I met Kim and I have a, and I have a wonderful relationship with Kim and how I met you, Mickey, and I have a wonderful relationship with you um, because we're it, we're all in this together. You know, business is whether, whether you're, um, you're, you're doing any of those facets of fitness, mm -hmm. um, whatever that might be, risk fitness, health fitness, um, uh, emotional fitness, spiritual fitness, we're all in this together. And, 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 you know, what you do really epitomizes that. Uh, and, and that idea of competition, that is, I mean, that's a corporate idea that we think that as small business owners that we need to have the same mindset. And it is, uh, there's enough business to keep every business afloat. We don't yeah. have to compete with each other for business. We can collaborate and share and, um, and, and help, help each other support each other more in business. Mm -hmm. And when you take like marketing and, and business classes in colleges and universities, that is exactly the mindset that they teach is to outmarket, crush your competition. There are no colleges and universities that teach you how to build a business through building relationships in your business community. And, and I think where it really comes into play is you take, you take a, a situation like COVID and the shutdowns and, and all of the business that, that had sucked up and, and, you know, on, on the, the infancy of recession and those that were in, that had good, strong relationships, those that had good, strong network structures did well. Some of us thrived during COVID. Um, because we had an entire team of salespeople. We had an entire team of support people. Um, and I think, you know, that's a really important piece as we look at a very unstable future that we're going into, that we all might be really busy right now, but two years from now, I'm going to be glad that I have the support system that I have currently, right? And, and, that's, and that's, I think that's a lot of what it is. It's, it's not, we're not plan, we don't plan business for today. We plan business for what it's going to look like a year from now or two years from now. So true. I've had many conversations with people who are during the busy times for real estate and mortgage and things like that. And they, they've all told me, I don't build my business during the busy times to get busier. I build my business during the busy times so that it will carry me through when the market changes. And yeah. they're doing the front end work, even though they might not feel like they have time to do it. They're doing it and they're planting seed after seed after seed so that they can still have a harvest when so the market sweet. changes and maybe, you know, the interest rates are too high or it goes back to what it was in the 70s mm -hmm. or 80s with really high interest rates. And it's almost impossible for someone to, to maybe get a house. And, um, and I love hearing those comments because I hear I'm too busy all the time. <laughs> it's so true. So Mickey, one of the questions that we love to ask our guests is if you were to write an autobiography, what would be the name of that book and or hopefully someday it'd be a movie, but Who knows? what would be the name of your autobiography? Uh, Succeed Anyways, How to Move Your Business Forward Through Child Raising, Through Depression and Divorce. Nice. That is a really long title. I love it. 
Sorry. Are you writing that book right now? This is very specific. <laughs> I'm yeah. living that book right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, take notes. It sounds like a great book. So it would not be fitness full circle without a twist in here, Mickey. Who would be cast for your character? Oh, who would be cast for my character? Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Well, definitely not any of the people that I bombed out on their, what was their previous careers? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd like a younger, prettier self of me. So, the, hmm. I'm, you stumped me. I'm drawing a blank. I think, I'll I think of it after this is over. <laughs> I know her age today, but I've seen her in movies before and, you know, several years ago, but Diane Lane would be a, a oh, beautiful character for you. I love Diane Lane. Uh, I could see her. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a younger Annette Benning. She's a very classy woman, very Ooh. yeah, very classy lady. Yeah. I like, I like that too. We're, we're like throwing that. some we're throwing some ideas out for you. We we've already <laughs> we we already had a chance to think about this, so we're good. So Mickey, you're you're very inspirational. And you know, one of the things that you said is you love to inspire those who inspire. We we would like to know what one person inspired you? Who lit your Phoenix on fire? Uh, his name is Gary Jacobs. He was my executive director 20 years ago when I first started in BNI, or 19 years ago. And um, and I I don't know why, but he saw something. I mean, I was young, I was dumb, I didn't know what I was doing in networking, but I love education. I love learning. I love being around people who are smarter than I am, which is just about every room I'm in. So I'm always good wherever I <laughs> Not go. Not in this room. Not in I this room. love, like, I want to learn from every interaction, every conversation. And I think he enjoyed being in that teacher role to someone who really wanted to learn everything he had to teach. And so he uh, coached me, mentored me for about 10 years, and then um, and then sold me part of his business when he was ready to retire, and that's been um, 11 years, and we uh, don't keep in touch as much as I, I wish we could because he's moved out of the state, but we would still have um, lunch a couple times a year, and, um, and we've, we've stayed in contact, so, um, so definitely Gary. Love that's that. fantastic, yeah. Well, and it's a, and so I would thank Gary as well because um, without Gary's influence, um, Kim and I would not have, probably not have joined BNI. So and and maybe he'll be a new new listener. I'll send him the link, and you'll have ah, a new listener. There you go. Hey, eleven and a twelve and a half. Yeah, give us a comment, Gary. We'll give you a shirt. We're gonna call that a dozen, Kim. Mickey, fantastic job with that interview. You did a tremendous job. We knew you would. So for that, we're gonna allow you to go through the grinder. The grinder is a sim is a series of simple would you rather questions relating to the topics in the podcast general topics, or Mickey, whatever we feel like, okay? <laughs> Are you ready for the grinder? I, I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. This one came as a result of an angry text message that I got from you the other day. Would you rather know the end of a dramatic TV series before you watch it or be surprised? Um, I'd rather know. <laughs> I want to know <laughs> if I'm going to have to have the box of Kleenex <laughs> before the end. I need to prepare for the death of a, of a beloved character before it happened. <laughs> she, I, I recommended to her that she watch a, a series called 1883. And, um, 
and it was a, it's a phenomenal series it's, te- it's yeah. 10 shows and fantastic she, and she texted me she's like what the heck you didn't tell me i needed a box of kleenexes <laughs> we talked to me he recommended it we had a conversation i watched the first episode i asked about questions about it and he didn't didn't warn me yeah i hear game of thrones would be a hard one for you <laughs> um yeah i think so too <laughs> so she'd rather be surprised noted Oh, okay. Would you rather be lost in space with Captain Kirk or Captain Picard from Star Trek? Mm. Probably Captain Picard. I grew up with Captain Kirk, but I would say Captain Picard. Yeah, we knew you were a Trekkie, so we, we need to throw... It's we, the accent. It's the accent. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> sucker for an accent, huh? I am a sucker for an accent. Okay. <laughs> would you rather do Dancing with the Stars or a TED Talk? Probably Dancing with the Stars. I mean, the TED Talk sounds so professional and like high level, but Dancing with the Stars and I mean, getting to dance with some of the guys you might get to dance with. How could I turn that down? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Oh, well, that segues really nicely into our final question for the grinder. Um, And this is just a a fun one to find out. Um, I think I know the answer, but here it goes. Would you rather do speed networking or speed dating? Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay. that's, that's a common reaction. That's a common reaction to this to the, the grinder. We're good. <laughs> oh, um, probably speed networking. <laughs> I my comfort zone for that one. <laughs> I, I should have warned you, Mickey. I know that you don't like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next segment is called Fit or Flop. Uh, Brett explains it a lot better than I do. Well, Fit or Flop is a bunch of occupational-specific, show-related topics, or whatever we feel like again, and you're going to answer fit if it's a good idea, or flop if it's not so much. I'm the only one answering? Yeah. Okay. Just me. So we only have a couple for you today. So the first one is... Is uh, fit or flop a Star Trek Enterprise series? Enterprise. Oh. Fit. I liked them all. Yeah. <laughs> I, all for different reasons. Not being a Star Trek guy, I googled which oh. ones were the which ones were the less received ones, and and Enterprise was one of them. So I wanted yeah. to see from you. It if was, was definitely different, but um, I think when you're a fan, you. You, I watch all except for the cartoon versions. I like them all. That was the worst. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yep. That was rated as the worst. It was only and, three seasons. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, um, and we, we kind of talked, uh, touched on this, but stop networking because your business is currently thriving. Is that fit uh, or flop? Flop. Yeah. And we, we touched on that one for sure. <laughs> well, you passed our grinder and our fit or flop. So I guess we can go to the closing of episode 10 of Fitness Full Circle. Super fun to have you on here. So Mickey, I got to ask you, if people want to contact you, they've been watching this episode and thinking, I would love to ask her a question about networking or find out how to get involved. How do they reach you? Um, Well, they can go to my website, which is bnipnw.com, which is Business Network International Pacific Northwest. Um, they can call me or text me at 
649-6589, or they can send an email to Mickey, and it's M-I-C-K-I at B-N-I-P-N-W.com. That's fantastic. And also, you can also reach out to Kim or I. We have great information regarding uh, BNI as well. We are both uh, avid, rabid BNI members um, and would love to talk to you about that. Reach out to us. We'll call that a comment and we'll put you in the drawing for drawing a t-shirt. For a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that's fantastic, Mickey. Again, thank you for that. Next episode, we're going to have Chanel Riggle from Rising Sun Detail. She is going to detail us on how she keeps people fit and tips that you can use to keep your own self or own vehicle fit. Nice. So again, leave us a comment, get entered for a free t-shirt. Podcast 10 under wraps, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye.